0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Nasal spray, yeah? Do you know names nasal spray you can fail the test, do you know? Um, hopefully I'm not getting tested. Do you know something I don't? <laughs> yeah, Harlem, um, I said this to him at the back end of last year. I feel like he probably, or arguably had one of the best 2022s of any British fighter at his stage. Um, four wins. Tom Froul, Masha Dodd, in them wins. wins. Um, I guess you two kind of agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he started his first fight uh, with Why us. Are you asking him all the questions? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I'm going to go one at a, one Brains, a time. Yeah, Brains. Brains for the operation. Um,
1: no, I mean, no, he still, look, he started out on the undercard of Myris Brides in Riga, and then he went on to. <laughs> <laughs> you.
0: Ask ask you. you. <laughs> Fuck.
2: I've just had a bit of Sudafed, I can't remember. Um, no, no, look, look, the idea is to keep him very busy this year. Um, last last fight, 1.88 million people tuned in to watch him. And, um, you know, we're going keep him, to keep him busy and hopefully British title, something like that, uh, sort of after the summer.
0: Yeah, is that kind of what the plan's going to be? Because British title holder now, Dalton Smith, is a massive fight and I feel like Harlem's perhaps maybe just teetering on the edge of after this fight, summit big. Um, so. Dalton Smith, Harlem Eubank in the summit is just a huge fight.
2: Yep, definitely, I've just remembered it was uh, January, Liam Williams, undercard, uh, against Romanian guy who quit on his stool, was a European champion, Viriol, Simeon Viriol or something like that. Um, what was the question? Harlem Eubank and Dalton Smith. Uh, Harlem Eubank, Dalton Smith. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Amazing fight. I think it needs to build. It needs a, uh, a little bit of breathing space. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great fight to make. Um, we work very well with Eddie. We work very well with um, uh, you know everyone in the match room. So it's a fight that can be made.
0: And in terms of the viewing figures you mentioned, it was 1.8 million last time out for Harlem. 1.5 for Linden last week. Um, this is the perfect platform for Harlem to excel on.
1: <coughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> You know, when you've got that many people watching, and let's, let's not break any bones about it, I think, you know, Coley at the weekend was watched by, I think, an average of 54,000, 54,000 viewers, and Lyndon Arthur was watched by 1.5 million viewers. Um, so, you know, if you put on a good performance, you'd like it to be seen. If you don't put on a good performance, it's better hidden. Um, so, You know, yeah, and and look, come back to your point on Harlem, he's progressing so nicely. You know, Um, we work great with Adam, uh, Adam Booth, in in talking about the career development path. I go along with what Nessa says about the Dalton Smith fight. I think it's a bit early for that, for both of them. Uh, If it comes, it comes on. If it's ordered, it's ordered. I won't shy away from that. But at the same time, I look at I look always at the World Rankings as well, and pushing him up there as well, regional belts, um, but we're not in a rush. Um, I think the key is to keep matching him well, Nissa did a great job bringing out Tom Farrell last time, was really match fight, nice fight, you know, Tom had his moments in the fight and you want your opponent to have a few
0: moments in the fight because it shows you're pushing yourself to the limit and you move on to the next, you know. And On the undercard I want to talk about Matty Harris, so exciting for a heavyweight, I know he's been brought in and used by a lot of top fighters for sparring, which I think in itself says quite a lot. Um, still in that learning development stage, but yeah, one of the most exciting prospects, not just in heavyweight boxing, in all of boxing at the moment.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, he's opening up the card uh, on Friday night, so he'll be the first fight on, uh, which is a great platform for him. Um, the issue is what, that we have is finding people that will go a few rounds with him, because he seems to get rid of them quite quickly. Um, I'm hoping uh, that Veletic um, he's, hes durable. He went went the distance against uh, 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 Morad Aliev um, over eight rounds, so I think he'll, he'll go a few rounds. And, and you know, a step
0: up. we'll see it, see a
2: bit of a step up uh, in Matty and see how far he can go.
0: Is it one of them situations where you talk about how hard it is to get people to fight Matty, where perhaps he might end up having to be moved a bit quicker than you originally thought, simply because? It's, it's them bigger fights that he, he's going to have to get because these guys don't want to fight him. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think you know, the, the nice thing about UK boxing is you have that traditional route. So you have that, those English titles, the British titles. You have that traditional route, which in many countries you don't have. You've got to go straight into the world rankings, really, or European rankings. Um, so there's a traditional route to go up. And that's probably the route we'll go with Matty. Um, I, you know, if, if, those, if those opportunities come a bit earlier, sit down with him have a look at it but you know you got got sometimes you've got to pull a young man back a little bit and, and you know take it step for step It's heavyweight boxing and, and when it gets to 12 rounds it's a different game you know so it's about not necessarily the opponents even um, which is a big part of it but the most important part is how you progress from you know 4 rounders 6 rounders 8 rounders 10 rounders 12 rounders yeah? and and but Matty's you know he's you know he's He's been around a lot of the top pros already uh, in camps, but watch those hands. They seriously, seriously do damage. He's um, got
2: on some muscle as well. Yeah, he's started filling out. You know, you've got to remember, he's a young young man. He's hes starting to put on on some bulk now. So that with that, it's going to come even more power.
0: Yeah, can't wait to see Matty in action, of course, a good night of boxing York York Right, lads, I think you know what I'm going to say. Um, Sun Sports article yesterday saying that it's close to being agreed. <laughs> close to being agreed for... I'll uh, um, say, uh, does that mean you're the man to ask under pressure then? Um, close to being agreed. Connor Benk, Chris Lang Jr, June the third. I know we spoke a little bit uh, in the week last week, but um, yeah, first off, where are they getting this information from, son?
1: Um, I'm told from, uh, from the show in Manchester at the weekend. Uh, someone even told me it was Liam Smith who said it. I don't know. It's certainly not from us. Um, I called. I called the the other side. Uh, asked them, "Have you put this story out somewhere, like even off the record?" No, and and why, why would they really? Um, so no, uh, no idea. I've no idea where it's come from. But to be fair, I haven't actually read the whole article. I saw I saw it quoted and tweeted on Twitter. Um, yeah, but listen, we had that, we had that around the first one. I remember Gareth Davis breaking a piece. Yes, the fight did get up being made. Um, but at that stage, God's honest truth, there were no contracts exchanged, and I can say the same thing now. We haven't received any contracts. No contracts been exchanged. Yes, we've been flirting a bit. Yes, we've also been waiting around a while, trying to trying to close off the final points uh, around the Liam Smith fight. So, you know, we've got meeting uh, straight after this today
0: um, on Liam Smith, um, and see where that goes. I know Liam was quite vocal, obviously, last week in Manchester. Has he? Spoken to or expressed kind of any disappointment or frustration about the news consistently surrounding Chris and Connor? I know it probably would because it's the biggest fight of the lot, but has he expressed any frustration to you guys about it?
2: Liam? He's not yeah. our fighter, so no. Yeah, no because yeah. no,
0: no. it seems like he's waiting on Chris, so also that's what he's telling us.
1: I mean, not to me. Um, but I don't mean you're talking to Liam Smith on a no. regular basis. I mean I love Liam, but uh, nice guy and everything. But I, I don't I don't really, talk really, to yeah. him on a daily basis. So, I, I, but I, I, if I read correctly, Liam only agreed to deal with boxer last week. So um, that's also a little bit, you know, what's what's been going on in the background. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not Liam's fault. It's uh, that this. I'm not saying that he put the article out there. I don't know if it's frustration, I don't I don't think so. If I look at the interview, he doesn't seem to be too bothered. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go reading Liam's mind. Um, but like I said, we have a meeting this afternoon, see if we can conclude our business this week. Uh, but I do expect within the next seven to ten days that, you know, uh, hopefully that, that Smith
0: fight's been made. I know, obviously, Coogan asked this to Eddie yesterday around potential... whether whether there will be complications surrounding the British board and allowing Chris to fight abroad. I don't know if seeking permission is kind of the right term, but you guys have said you will speak to the board if Chris is to fight in Abu Dhabi. Well, let me answer that one. Um,
1: I would say that we've been waiting to speak to the board since last September regarding certain events. So I don't know. I don't know what the procedure will be. If we want to speak to the board, we were the last time we tried to speak to the board about Chris Hubank Jr. We were told to speak to their lawyers. So, you know, I don't know. Um, it's it's something that isn't isn't top of my uh, top of my agenda for today.
0: Is it something that you would want to go ahead? If I don't know, the, say the board wouldn't comply or they weren't happy with Chris fighting a board. Is it something you would be happy to go ahead with? Using the commission that would be in Abu Dhabi?
2: Well,
1: I think yeah. I sort of
2: switched off. I'm watching Harlem
1: do pads with uh, Marnie. Harlem Newbeck does look fantastic, I've got to say. He does look fantastic <laughs> up there. But let me, let me take that one. I, I think he's left that one with me as well, hasn't he? No, I mean, look, like I said, we've been flirting around the idea of doing it, but we're far off. We haven't done any contracts yet. We'll deal with it step by step. Um, I can't see the, the the board matter if it's on foreign soil um, and it's a sanctioned fight by by a by a reputed governing body. And let's face it, the, the testing standards will be the, probably the most tested athlete in the world. Um, we'll certainly make sure of that. But like I said, it's very very premature. All this um, we are. You know, we're, 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 we've had a flirt, you know, and that's about it. And it's very nice that people are writing articles and jumping the gun, but, you know, I can only confirm that I haven't been in, in, in Abu Dhabi in the last few weeks. I haven't, you know, I saw the rumours,
0: um, but that's about it. I will ask one more thing on this, obviously June the 3rd is the date that's kind of being murmured, and definitely a date that I know from speaking to Connor, he is dead set on whether it's Chris or not. If things don't go for June the 3rd, will they be carried on post June the 3rd? And then is it something that you will just continue and look for for September slash October?
1: I mean, it's a fight that you know a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, would like to sink. You know, uh, it's a chapter of my life that I certainly would like to have closed. But everything's got to be done the right way, by the book. And you know that's, that's also a process. Uh, is June the 3rd realistic on a sporting level? Absolutely. Um, but again, we're also looking
0: you know, at other things around it. Um, moving on, obviously, Anthony Joshua fighting this week. It's always a big event when Joshua fights and he's back at the O2 Arena. Um, kind of putting your fan hats on, when Joshua's been in so many mega fights over the last few years, can you understand why perhaps there's a few people who have a slight dip in interest when it comes to a fight like this, even though it's still a big fight?
2: I think, uh I think interest is just as big. I, I, I think, uh, it'll, way, yeah, it'll, it'll be sold out. But by and normally, Anthony Joshua sells out in 24 hours. But I think, we, you know, people tend to forget that we're uh, going for a bit of a cost of living crisis, and people have to sort of save for their tickets and, and you know, maybe purchase them on the night. Um, I think he's still a big attraction. He needs to win this fight. Um, I don't think Jermaine Franklin's an easy fight. I think we saw that against Dillian White. I also think that um, British boxing definitely needs AJ still. So I'm I'm rooting for AJ to do the business on Saturday and put on on a big display.
0: Are you kind of of the same uh, thinking that British boxing needs Anthony Joshua to win on Saturday night? I think that, let's let's let's
1: let's
0: be straight about it.
1: You, if you took. Top ten pound for pound British fighters, and walked them down Oxford Street. Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Chris Eubank Jr. Um. Connor ben <laughs> probably have to throw Connor Ben on that list for, as but, reason. uh, yeah. for other reasons. It, you know, those are the faces, and there's a few more I believe not listed, but 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 those 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 are those are those. You know, Tyson Fury and AJ are. If you go down the pub and you spoke to a mainstream sports fan, man or woman, and you said, name me two fighters, they come out with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. That is simply a fact. So, do you want him involved in the sport? Absolutely. Am I intrigued In in a very different way to him defending world titles? I find it almost more interesting Saturday night, because it's a question of what's he got left, what's he changed? Franklin's alive. You know, Dillian White is a very, very, very good heavyweight. He gave him murders. He gave him hell. Whatever way you scored that fight, he gave him hell. So, if I look at it, I'm intrigued by Saturday more so than the second Uzik fight, which I expected. Andy, I think it was a big mistake to take that second rematch straight away. But who, what, what you know, it's his career, his business. You know, he, he probably won't see that. Um, he might do after his career. But let's, you know, as a as it being involved in British boxing, get behind him because he's he's one of the people that drives the sport, brings in numbers, and those numbers filter down to to, to, to small hall shows and whatever. That's the way that that's the way the industry works.
0: Just one more thing from me. Obviously, you guys representing Maris Breedis and during his reign as cruiseweight champion, obviously Jai Uppatair after Coley's fight was calling himself the man that beat the man. Um, looking on from Lawrence's performance, I know obviously there were it's been quite a lot of criticism surrounding it. Do You kind of feel for Lawrence on a certain level considering it's been quite long out of the ring. There's been a lot of talk around different things and background stuff with Lawrence, but ultimately he's still world champion. So just kind of your, your take on on the last week. I don't feel it? for him. He got paid a lot of money on Saturday
1: night. Um, so I don't I don't I don't feel for him. He, he had a he had a he had a, a so so performance which you can put down to him being out of the ring for a bit. But a man to beat in the division, I don't care he lost to Ortiz. It's a three-way Three, sorry, three-time world champion is Myris Bredis. If, if you ask any expert on, on cruiserweights who has is, who is done the most in that division, Who's the most, it's Myris Bredis, without a fact. He is the one out there that poses the biggest threat. Ask Jay yeah. And if you look at the fact that he had to take seven months out after that fight to repair his jaw, which was fractured in about 17 places, um, you know, it's what it is. He got didn't get the decision I mean, it was down under. Places. Yeah, it was jaw. Uh, 32. It was in any case. It was. It, it, let's put it this way: to say yeah. that Oppertire is now the man to beat in the division. Oppataya, he got a good, good hometown decision. Um, if there was it, a 13th it, round, it, you would have been yeah, finished. I mean, it was, it was stand, I he standing like. KO. Um, but you know those things happen. But it doesn't mean that Myrius Breedis now isn't the man to beat in the division. He's been there far too long, beaten the best, fought everyone in front of him. Had you know had a had an absolute split and pick and fight with uh, Alexander Uzic. Um, you know beat Dauticos. You know you, you name him in the division, he's beaten every name in there. So it's like you look at the, the champions without, with all due respect. You know that, that's the guy to go and beat. But will Akoli go and do that? I, I don't think he will. He didn't do it when it was a unification, so I don't expect him to do it now.
0: I know it's always been a fight that's interested Maris. Is that still a fight that he talks to you guys about? I know he was kind of trying to chase Jake Paul for a little bit, but is, is, is the Breeders fight, uh, sorry is the Akoli fight one that still kind of interests him at this point?
2: Yeah, of course. I think any of the world champions right now. Um, but yeah, does Akoli want to fight Breeders? I doubt it, because he'll lose. Uh, I. I and that's with the greatest respect to Coley. Um, after that performance on Saturday, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best, um, and it was against the guy that I would have expected him to knock out within six rounds. Uh, it just it seemed like he couldn't get his range right. Um, yeah, just didn't didn't wow. Just
1: just wasn't wasn't very impressive. Let's put this straight, Harlem Eubank, Harlem Eubank. On Friday night on Channel Five, we'll have more fans. In, in the all-call than had in Manchester in the big arena. And for me, the only fight in the division that you would fill an arena is the Breeders' fight. He sells tickets wherever he's gone. You know, whether it's in Germany, 9,000 when he beat Marco Hook, um, sold out in, in, down under Australia, um, everywhere we've gone with him in the World Boxing Super Series, America, wherever, Massive fan base, and Latvians are all over the world. You know, we sell a lot of tickets in the UK as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.